deciding who wins the game on this call. The call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West, and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with. JD. What's going on, buddy? How are we doing? Um, oh, we're doing. <laughs> you uh we're, we're doing we're surviving uh you fighting uh, a little you, you got off sickness. the injury list um maybe and fell yeah, right maybe. back on it you're 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 probable now we're, we're gonna call you probable so i think think you get <laughs> you get through this one uh back after a little bit of a hiatus uh we thought uh we'd do a little something different this week uh we're just gonna review a little bit from wildcard weekend and uh just some brief thoughts about the upcoming divisional round but uh before we get to that how were your holidays bud uh you know they weren't that bad Uh, as you mentioned i was on the on the dl i got sick about the time we sat down for christmas dinner which is really unfortunate because i did not get to partake in any prime rib so i was very sad about that um and progressed into a worse sickness, uh, only to find out on Saturday that uh, I, I had strep and was running a pretty decent fever. Uh, recovered in time for New Year's Eve to hang out with some friends. Finally got my energy back uh, by like Thursday and then got sick again on Friday. And as I'm sure you can hear in my voice, uh, fighting off a little head and chest cold at this point in time too. So uh, as you mentioned, uh, I'd, I'd be, I, I think, questionable since they got rid of the probable tag. So I think I'd be, I'd be questionable, but I would definitely be leaning towards uh, uh, playing my role of water boy at this point. Well, you're, <laughs> you're gutting it out for us, and for that I appreciate it. And I also appreciate the fact that we're recording this over Skype, so I'm not sitting right next to you. <laughs> well, uh, did you did you get a chance to have anything? Uh, decent to drink lately uh you know i finally on new year's went out and bought myself that bottle of bourbon i said i i was gonna uh buy all season so i am drinking a little blade and bow uh, kentucky bourbon Uh, sipping on it i have loved this stuff it's delicious i highly recommend it nice yeah you uh you were gracious enough to share a little taste with that with me and uh it was uh pretty nice real smooth um i i went ahead and uh reached in the old beer fridge and just kind of closed my eyes and grabbed something and came out with another hot butcher uh i think this is a repeat this is a jump the shadow another double ipa you know how i do with these things it's you know i i'd say it was a repeat but i got a really hard time keeping up i almost feel like i need like a uh a bingo card that I need to fill up. Uh, I should be better at keeping uh, keeping track of these things on Untapped, but I, I'll tell you what—it doesn't matter. Anytime I see some hot butcher, I pick it up. So <laughs> excellent, excellent. So well, you know, it was an interesting uh, round of games here this past weekend for Wildcard Weekend. Actually, they were all pretty good games i mean um i don't i don't think there was really um a stinker in the bunch uh so uh you know start out on saturday with the bills at texans and uh, it, the game started out looked like the bills might you know run away with it but uh deshaun watson kind of put that team on his back and Got it done at home. What did you like from that game? I'll tell you what. That was just 
that really was a game where I had no rooting interest whatsoever. I was just really enjoying watching the game. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, and it was, like you said, you know, the Bills looked like they were just in control. And then uh, Deshaun Watson does Deshaun Watson things. Um, I'd love to see him doing those things in a Bears uniform, but, you know, Pace is a moron. Um, there was one moment in that game that really bothered me, though. Um, Josh Allen took a solid hit uh, where the defender led with his helmet and just clocked Allen right in the head, and there was no flag. And I think for a a game where, you know, I mean, you're you're talking wild card round, you you playoffs, and in a uh, league where you've talked so much about protecting the quarterback and trying to eliminate that leading ahead to let that one go, uh, that was kind of rough. That's the second time I've seen him take a, a solid hit helmet to helmet, and they don't call anything the first time was against the Patriots where he got knocked out of the game uh, so it was disappointing but a, a great game great game oh yeah uh, from a fantasy standpoint both both quarterbacks put up decent numbers uh, Devin Singletary had a pretty decent game uh, overall though there weren't any like individual outstanding contributors uh, from a receiver standpoint but Again, here, here's, you know, I got to learn this, uh, learn to take uh, some, some actual research and advice and instead of uh, following my heart and, and trying to be uh, a little contrarian when I'm making some sports wagers, uh, you know, coming into this weekend, the wild card round, the under had hit. Uh, I think 20 out of the last 28 times. And I, I proceeded to bet all f- in, a, in a parlay all four overs, which, uh, yeah, that wasn't real bright. <laughs> but <laughs> Well, you know, you got to take your shots, right? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, then the other game on Saturday, uh, my, we, we might have been uh, seeing the, the end of the dynasty. There the this was a kind of a I I don't want to say it was, it wasn't a really well played game by either side I didn't think um, what what's surprising is that the Patriots could not generate more offense and I think that what that boils down to is just the overall lack of weapons that that they provided for. Tom Brady this year. Um, they they had no real answer to replace Gronk, and while Edelman is is a great like slot receiver, he's not like a big time playmaker. So um, they just didn't have have the guns. And, and I'll tell you what, Derrick Henry just continues to impress. That is a man that I would not want to try to tackle. Uh, yeah. Um, Brady was really let down. There were a lot of drops by his receivers in that game. Um, that game felt really weird. Like you said, like it, it almost felt like you were watching everything just kind of dissipate. Like that whole dynasty was just kind of like an unceremonious anticlimactic close. Um, But man, oh man, did I love watching Henry just run all over that field. That was that was fantastic to watch. And um, watching Vrabel and Belichick, um, you know, go toe to toe coaching wise, I, I thought that was a very well coached game on both sides. The uh, the whole false start delay a game oh, back and was... forth <laughs> bit was well, well, was absolutely amazing. Yeah, it was it was funny. They're kind of the uh, student. Uh, giving it to the teacher there a little bit and uh, yeah that, that was great i just thought that was a really good game and and honestly until until that pick six happened um you know we've seen it happen so many times i i couldn't relax well, i mean i was i mean for the at, at that, that game, point but... at that point there wasn't enough time but you know they punt the ball down there and, and down it on the one and you just think like 
Oh my God! What what kind of magic could happen yeah. there? But the the fact exactly. of the matter is, they don't the <laughs> the Patriots don't have a playmaker that was going to make that play anyway. And, yeah, they don't. And their they offensive don't have the line offense. wasn't holding yep. up all that well. So, yeah. um, Titans are a dangerous team with a uh, pretty pretty good defense and a solid run game. Uh, yeah. You know, we'll get into that later. I don't but think their defense is all that <coughs> special. They. They've given up a lot of passing yards this year. Um, well, that's but, that's what makes this next game interesting. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but you know, it's good to see some some fresh blood having some success in the playoffs. Uh, to be uh, one of the top storylines of the offseason, I'm sure. What happens with with Tom Brady and the and the Patriots? As much as you know, he's easy to kind of hate on, man. You got to respect the hell out of him and and what he's been able to do, and and it would certainly be a shame if he ended his career on a pick six. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, if he retires, it's because his wife said you're retiring. Um, might might they be uh, shopping for real estate in the Chicagoland area? I don't know that I want him behind that offensive line. <laughs> like, I mean, if we're going to be real about it, um, I'd much rather have him than than uh, the number ten that we have, uh, just for the ability to uh, read defenses and whatnot. And uh, but behind I, that offensive yeah, I line, think, I don't know. I, I don't think uh, it's a realistic uh, hope. You know, Ryan Pace isn't even. Ryan Pace doesn't talk to proven winners. That's not happening. Yeah, true. So, well, you know, then uh, moving on to uh, Sunday morning or, or, or the early game, we had our upset of the weekend. Uh, I don't, little to nobody saw this one coming. Vikings stunned the Saints in New Orleans. Um, you got to oh, yeah. give them credit. They. <laughs> Adam Thielen finally came up big after being real disappointing for about the last 10 weeks. It, including his first play of the game. Yeah. Where he, where he catches and fumbles. Yeah. I mean, that was a fun game. Oh, it uh, certainly was. That's. I mean, they, they all were. That, that game just um, – I, I mean, there's history there with those two teams. Uh, especially as of late, I mean, you go back to the you know the Minnesota Miracle or whatever, um, and then of course uh, the whole Bounty Gate that they you know when the Favre played for the Vikings and he just got beat up to no end at the you know in that game. So um, just a really good game all around. Again, uh, two coaches going at it, two teams going at it. Um, I know everybody wants to get on the whole, oh, the Saints got screwed again with the, the OPI. Um, nah, but, I don't know. There was hand fighting I mean, going on there. That, yeah, that hand fighting not going to get sides. called. They, they've called it that way all year. Uh, I mean, we all know what that pass interference rule is a joke at this point in time. And, and frankly, there were calls again all throughout this game that really were questionable on both sides. So uh, I'm okay letting it go. Um I hope that's not the end for Drew Brees either, because you got to respect the hell out of that guy, um, you know, because he's an un- unrestricted free agent now as well, and uh, I think forty-one. So how how <laughs> how weird would it be to see Drew Brees go to New England, right? Or Brady go to the Saints? Like, yeah. I, I mean, just swap forty-year-olds to see how how that goes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, just. Uh, a great game. Um, Kirk Cousins surprised me a lot on that one. Um, which, again, as we go into the, his next games, it'll it'll be really, like really interesting. To see. You like that? Yeah, yeah. I, I do not care for him, but uh, he played pretty well that game. It's, I mean, <coughs> it I, I don't, there's no, I don't have any like dislike for him, and, and it's actually kind of cool to see him uh, have a little bit of success in a big moment for a change. So. Uh, other than the fact that he's plays for the Vikings, which is you know division rival of our Bears, but um, it's I, I I was okay seeing that that one. 
Um, certainly disrupted the uh, the whole playoff fantasy league that I, that I'm in, where Drew Brees was taken number two overall. So. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> but, Speaking of which, don't you have the quarterback for the next game? I I sure do. I sure do. And uh, yeah, so the Seahawks. Um, I don't think this was a really. I wouldn't call this an upset. It was. I think at game game time, by the time it got back to game, it was uh, going off as a pick 'em. But the yep. Eagles have been so uh, savagely wrecked by injury across all fronts, and and it happened real early in the game too. It, you know, it was just like everything was against the Eagles this year, uh, other than the fact that it, it was the Cowboys who choked on their own lunch in that division but uh, yeah <laughs> the uh, you know Seahawks it wasn't like a real pretty game but DK Metcalf sure sure showed up big um, saved me a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of money there uh, in my DraftKings uh, on Sunday because other <laughs> before before that performance I was I was looking like I was going to be a complete wash. So, yeah, D- DK uh, had his—I don't want to say his full-on coming-out party uh, because if you've—I mean, if you've watched that team at all this year, you could see glimpses of it. But he just put a game together. I'd like to see him do it against a you know team with a better secondary. But well, that's um, why I had a lot of DK. <clears throat> Because um, oh, yeah, I, I had decided that I was going to go underweight on Michael Thomas uh, just because I, he was going to be so owned. And, and even if he went off, it was going to be hard to win anything. So I went underweight on him and overweight on Metcalf, which uh, the rest of my play, I didn't have uh, hardly any Derrick Henry or Dalvin Cook. So it was going to be hard to get get too much but i did have one halfway decent lineup out there um yeah same same um i you got to feel bad for carson Wentz. um i mean i guess you don't have to but um you know the guy when he's having his mvp type season he gets hurt and then watches his backup go on to win the super bowl um fights his way through this season with i mean Nobody. He loses his number one back. He loses his, you know, one, two, and three receivers. Uh, the Cowboys. I, you know, let's not let, let's not even call Nelson Aguilar a number three receiver. Okay, whatever. He loses his <laughs> one and two receiver. Um, I mean, yeah, but it's a guy that he's got the most time with. So you know, um, you know, and you fight, you scrape, you get handed your division. Um, you know, you've got a home game that you have a chance of winning, and early in the play, you take a, uh, we'll call it a questionable, <laughs> a questionable hit. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I missed. Was I just... honestly missed it live. I missed it live, so I don't. I didn't see exactly how it looked live. I know when you slow those things down, and it looks like, oh my god, you should have stopped and all that stuff. But, um, well, it's a fast play, but it, you know, yeah, it's it's, it's still, unfortunate. It's still a shot to the head on a quarterback who was going to the yep. ground. So absolutely, uh, absolutely, <laughs> you uh, know, that's flag it. You know, whatever. Like I said, I, I completely missed it. So you know, it should have been flagged probably. You know, um, and it, it's just super unfortunate. Um, you know, we've seen Josh McCown play very well in situations, but um, the man it, he is did nearly not... as old as I am, and he's never been a. This was his first action in the playoffs in his entire career well and i mean the times that we saw him play well were against uh non-playoff caliber teams and all that stuff so um anyway um for me this was a tough one because like my one of my nfc teams outside of the bears that i really like like to watch and root for is the eagles and then the other one is the seahawks because i really like russell wilson um but I, I donned my Russell Wilson jersey that I was so graciously given a, a Christmas gift of. And um, they still won somehow, which was kind of amazing. I questioned even putting it on because I didn't want to put that jinx on him. <laughs> um, but uh, you got to love watching Russ do his thing. And then uh, I saw uh, after the game, he asked Coach, 
if Carson was going to be okay. So just a uh, just a class act all the way around. So oh yeah, uh, Russ, yeah. Russell Wilson is one of the <clears throat> most likable players out there. Um, he is the Bruno Mars of the NFL world. He's like uh, they could be brothers. I, I mean, Pro Football Focus ranks him as the number one uh, quarterback as far as a wins against replacement is concerned in the NFL, and um, he's just big time player. And I, you know what? Uh, we're gonna preview here real quickly in a minute uh, this coming weekend, and I, I sure hope he can do it again. So. Um, Amen. But uh, just real quick, I want to go ahead and uh, review my best lineup from last weekend uh, that I put out there on DK. Uh, and this one was in the slant, which is, uh, if you're familiar, is a uh, $9 entry. Uh, but it's pretty cool because um, rather than like be like a... Um, you know, just like not even a double up. It, it, it pays the full two two times on the min cash. So, um, but I put uh, Deshaun Watson with uh, Duke Johnson and James White, um, Hopkins, Metcalf, Thielen, um, Darren Fells, uh, Tyler Lockett, and Saints D. So, um, you know, if I would have flipped this script and put a different defense in there, uh, this one would have finished even higher. But um, it it was nice and contrarian because because I uh, I went with Thielen over Diggs and and I faded uh, Goddard, um, which allowed me to get a little bit of a different uh, lineup construction in there. That that was good for 143.88. Uh, finished. Uh, 635th out of just under 20,000. So, yeah, I was, I was right there behind you. I actually had a 143.3. Um, obviously there's going to be some crossovers cause there's only four games, but, uh, I had, uh, Josh Allen, Devin Singletary, James White, Hopkins, Metcalf, John Brown, Goddard, uh, or Goddard, sorry. Uh, Irv Smith Jr. in the Bills defense, and uh, that that Irv Smith Jr. is the one that uh, hurt me. Uh, had he caught that overtime touchdown, or I mean the one play where he actually got targeted, uh, it was pass interference. So <laughs> uh, that that is where I could have made my my play. Um, you know, I had that one ended up for uh, it was. 11,657th place out of over 230,000 entries. So I was okay with that. That's okay. Uh, just so you know, they can't all be winners. I did put out a lineup this weekend with uh, Brandon Bolden and Latavius Murray as the running backs. Oh, you went digging. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You went digging. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, you know, you got to take Was your that chance. your Michael Thomas lineup? That was a Michael Thomas lineup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thought so. The 89, 89. <laughs> yep. That's how many points that one put up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. So, um, with that being said, let's go ahead and... Uh, before we start talking about uh, uh, this next weekend's lineup here, uh, I don't know if you've been following any of the... DFS controversy this week, but are you and Christy going to be max entering the Millie Maker together? <laughs> I no, I don't have that kind of bankroll, so that that won't be happening. Um, you know, I, I saw a headline about it, I but I haven't looked into it at all, so uh, I cannot speak to this in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, basically, a uh, dude and his wife uh, both max entered the Millie Maker. Uh, just so happens they were on the bachelor or something like that. But, but the wife ended up winning, uh, winning the Millie maker. And, uh, there's some question about whether it's, uh, it was really her or if he was just making double entries, which again, which, uh, is against the terms of service for, uh, DraftKings, yeah, for DraftKings. So that's where the controversy comes into play. Um, Does it say how many times she had entered before? 
they uh, the the two accounts have uh, max entered the Millie Maker all seventeen weeks of the regular season. Okay. So. Uh, I mean, that still doesn't really prove that much, but. No, um, just that there was interesting. There was no overlap between the two accounts in in lineup uh, construction, um, huh. which on a. Four game Four slate. Four game slate is really fishy. Very. <laughs> so. Very very fishy. I mean, you and I, you and I did not talk lineups at all, at all. We we usually and don't. Our, we our, we 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 talk like plays and maybe like a little bit of uh, construction theory or whatever, but we we don't share lineups. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, we're both no, bad enough we, we as play it is, but each other. it's yeah. it's just uh, we we like to see how we're feeling and and kind of talk out um, maybe some reasoning and, and you know as far as uh, certain guys we may like or or dislike um, and I guess that's that's part of our process that's part of the show, um, but. Uh, no overlap in a four game slate when you're doing max entries twice. Oh yeah. That yeah. That that's very fishy. I feel like I'm at a fish market. <laughs> I smell it. Yeah, yeah. So well And my nose is stuffed, so that should tell you how, how fishy that smells. <laughs> well DraftKings has come out said they're gonna investigate <clears throat> um if they find some wrongdoing. Uh we should hear something from them this week. Um, my question is, if they do find wrongdoing and withhold the million dollars, are they going to refund the money of the people in that tournament, or are they going to re re put that that prize money into a, a the next week's Millie Maker or what? Um, you, yeah, you, probably get a ticket to the next Millie Maker. You you would think <clears throat> that they should. Uh, do something uh, along those as lines. well as I would imagine a lifetime ban. Oh well, yeah, that goes without question. But um, anyway, from, from any from any bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, anyway, uh, divisional playoffs uh, starting out with the NFC Saturday: Minnesota at San Francisco uh, again. This game looks like it's, uh, you know, heavily favored by the home team again. Um, but I guess, uh, it, you know, nobody expected the Vikings to do what they did last weekend. Uh, this game's got a over-under of 45, and uh, they're – Favored by seven and a half. Yeah. Uh, 49ers are favored by seven and a half. Anything popping out at you in this game? Uh, just that the teams are very similar um, in that they want to beat you with good defense, a strong run game, and then playing off that uh, play action. Um <clears throat> It, this should be interesting because I think this is going to be a test for uh, Jimmy G. I think is really what I'll what I'll say is that I think this one's going to come down to um, whether or not he can end up putting the team on his back when it matters. I mean, yeah. Look, uh, by uh, many means here, he might be the well, certainly the least proven quarterback remaining in the playoffs. Um, uh, I mean, Tannehill, but you know, he's been, Tannehill's been around a while. So, uh, yeah, he, it's, this will be his first really big, big test on, on the playoffs here. And I, I think that the, the, the thing is the way you beat the Vikings is, is to the outside receivers. So I am kind of looking at Debo Samuel, uh, a little bit this week uh, and um, I that that might be the way that uh, San Francisco can overcome yeah um, they are getting uh, what is it Quan Alexander back it looks like for this game uh, kind of the same way uh, JJ Watt played for the Texans a 
could be a big emotional bump for that defense, which uh, could be interesting. <clears throat> I mean, it may be the difference maker. I mean, it, uh, this may be a this may be a situation where that home that home field advantage really does make a huge difference. Yeah, you're you know the that that does kind of the Vikings are were a dome team and they went uh, in to play a dome game uh, yep. last, this past weekend. Now they're going outdoors in uh, San Francisco, so you know it, I cool. I don't think, but. I imagine that it's going to be closer than the seven and a half. If I had to, if, if I had to bet on it, I'm betting probably Vikings with the points at this point. So, uh, yeah, I would agree at this point in time when you're, I mean, when you're talking playoff football, you're, you're usually under that for sure. But then the other game on Saturday evening, we have the Titans traveling, to play the Baltimore Ravens. This game's got an over-under of 47 um, with a big spread. Ravens are um, are favored by 10 with an implied team total of 28 and a half. Uh, I guess, yeah, Lamar Jackson, first time in the playoffs as well. Uh, but second, second. Oh second yeah, time. you're right. It is second time. So he, uh, the, the dynamic, I'll, we're, we're still waiting to hear on the status of Mark Ingram for this week. Um, but, uh, yeah, big difference maker too. If you ask me. Right. So, I, I mean, Baltimore's got a tough defense. I, I don't know. Uh, Derek Henry's had it rolling though. So we'll see. See what can happen. AJ Brown had a quiet week last week. Uh, I don't know if if uh, if they'll have Marcus Peters uh, shadowing or or what. Um, it, it might. I I kind of was digging for Corey Davis last weekend, and he didn't really do much. But uh, he might need to come up big if the Titans are to have. Any chance of making this one a ball game? I, I think, I think Baltimore probably does uh, does get by this one fairly easily. Yeah, I'm gonna say that. It, like, if you if you look at these two games on Saturday, you're talking about your six seed versus your one seed. Um, of the two games, um, I think Minnesota has the better chance to be the upset than the Titans do. Um, but the, there's the the two it factors on these two teams. Um, as you mentioned, Lamar Jackson, um, the guy's been just MVP season, like easily not even a question. Um, MVP caliber season, I'll put it that way. Um, can he do it now that it's a one and done um, and possibly without his number one back? Uh, the Titans give up like the sixth fewest yards per attempt uh, from a rushing standpoint, uh, mostly that's not your rushing quarterback, so it's an entirely different ball game. Um, you know, so it, it may be a situation where they're really going to force him to pass, and and I'm not convinced yet on that side of it that um, when it matters, he's going to be able to get it done. And then on the flip side of that, um, Derek is a beast. I mean. Just a beast. I mean, he what did he go for? Like 186 yards against the against the Patriots. Oh yeah, he was. And and I mean, we all know the Patriot way. You take away the strongest part of the offense, and I, anybody that knows the Titans knows you stop Derrick Henry. Well, they didn't do it. They couldn't get it done. Um, so this this game will be, I think, fun to watch. Uh, I don't think Tennessee gets it done this year. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be a huge blowout like people are just expecting. <clears throat> yeah, we'll see. Uh, the Patriots did shut down AJ Brown, so um, who had been riding a pretty, pretty big hot streak. But in this game, I'm actually looking at the the other Brown, Hollywood. Uh, you said uh, that, you know Tennessee does better against the run. Yeah, they're 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 not good against the pass. I'll tell you that much. And yeah, no, 
And and so I wouldn't be surprised to see Hollywood get loose for a couple of a couple of deep ones. Yeah, they've given up the uh, ninth ninth most passing yards. And they've given up 25 passing touchdowns. Yeah, yeah a, lot of, so. a lot of scores through the year. So. Cool. Well, uh, let's go ahead and move on to Sunday then. And the earlier game is Houston Texans at the Kansas City Chiefs. And this is the highest over-under on the weekend thus far at 51 uh, also has the Kansas City Chiefs favored by 10 points uh, with a 30.5 implied team total. So um, the line movement is definitely in the favor direction of Kansas City as they opened as an 8-point favorite. I'm, I don't know. We, we did see Houston go into Arrowhead earlier this year and win, but I think that uh, Kansas City's kind of a little bit different team at this point. They started getting it rolling uh, here lately, a little bit clicking a little bit more on offense, and the defense has been a lot tougher than they were early in the year. Yeah, so I, you just hit on the big thing for me is that 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 defense is playing so much better than they were. Um, help me out here because I'm I could be remembering this wrong. The Houston uh, Kansas City game earlier in the season that was post Mahomes injury or pre. Uh, I think it was. I, actually, I think it was pre. I can actually. I can actually find out. Um, okay. I think it was it was the game before he got hurt. I think you're right. It was so they played Houston because he got hurt at Denver the week after. Um, Tyree Kill in that game. I did, so yeah, Hill might have been hurt. I think game. yeah, Hill might have been. <laughs> yeah. So, but you like I said, you you touched on the thing that is important to me is that Kansas City's defense is playing i'm not gonna say they're better but they are playing better than they were that first time around and also the uh weather in kansas city um in january likely a little different than the weather was in october early october October. and you're talking about a dome team going to play outside so um i don't know that i see the line at 10 like I, i don't know that i can see that I can see a great game. I'm looking forward to a great game. Um, But I think Kansas City gets this one. Yeah, so uh, Kansas City's strength has been against the pass. Um, So we'll see uh, how they're able to contain Hopkins. Uh, and, And also, you know, Will Fuller remains a big question mark. Uh, Houston's offense certainly does perform better when he's on the field. The question will be not only, A, does he start and get on the field, B, can he make it through a game unscathed? It's just been so many injuries for that guy throughout his career. Um, Especially when you're talking about hamstrings and if it is cold and you're talking about cramps and, yeah, just so not a good situation. Um, likely game script and and just the eye test to me. I've thought Duke Johnson was the best running back on that team all year. They've continued to to feed Carlos Hyde, but when you see Duke Johnson picking up uh, six, eight, ten yards a clip, uh, I think he actually. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but he might have uh, he been in the top three as far as yards per carry this year, uh, and uh, he's definitely going to be more used in the passing game. And if if they're down, I think uh, Duke Johnson is kind of one of my sleeper plays again this weekend. Um, Kansas City is a little tough to. Uh, 
suss out as far as their backfield. Uh, uh, Damian Williams has kind of been taking the lead here the last few weeks, but they've been strangely trying to rest LaShawn McCoy as if they plan to, you know, utilize him in a full-out attack here for the playoffs. So that, that that's something uh, that might be a key as far as um, – which which lineups are going to be winners or not? And obviously, uh, Travis Kelsey just has been, you know, him and George Kittle have been the two best tight ends over the last two seasons. Uh, I could see myself building a lot of lineups this weekend with both of those guys. Yeah, um, this is. I mean, we talk about it every time when you're talking about constructing a lineup and trying to get players in, you want the players in the games where you expect the most points to be scored. Uh, and when a four games late, you're going to have to spread things out and try some different plays. So you're definitely going to be trying both cool. or all three. I mean, depending on how you want to <laughs> look at it. Cool. Well, um, Moving on to the last game of the weekend, we have uh, Seattle Seahawks going to play at Green Bay. And um, in Vegas' eyes, this is the closest game of the week. Uh, Green Bay is favored by four. It's got an over-under of 47.5. As far as uh, matchups are concerned, I think this is probably one of the more intriguing of, of this weekend. So it'll be nice to cap it off. Uh, the Packers have basically been, I want to call it two-dimensional because it's been all Aaron Jones and Devonte Adams uh, this year. Uh, it's just, I, for the eye test, for as many times as I've seen Green Bay, they're about the worst thirteen and three team that I've ever seen. Um, they are one of the luckiest ones, that is for sure. The <coughs> Seahawks have done a lot of winning ugly as well. They're it's, they're no slouch. They're a twelve win team, but the, you know it's not like a it's always pretty. Russ has to put them on their backs, and uh, they've they've been injured at the running back position. So I'm not really, I think this one really is a toss up. I'm not ready. I know more. I know where my heart is, but, um, it, it's, uh, I, I guess nothing would surprise me in this game. So uh, I was having this conversation with a guy at work who happens to be a, a big, um, Packers fan. And I, I personally think that is as important as Russell Wilson is and as important as Aaron Rodgers is, uh, this game is going to come down to um, Marshawn Lynch. And that if, if they unleash him a little bit to back that defense off of Russell Wilson, then the Seahawks have a good chance of winning. Um, if not, uh, I don't know that um, Russell Wilson's going to stay upright enough in this game to be able to win. The pass rush for the Packers is much better than what he faced or what Wilson faced with the Eagles. And um, his offensive line just is, I mean, they're like a turnstile. I mean, that, that guy, how he's still playing sometimes is just, mind-boggling to me so I, I think you know Carroll came out and said that Lynch is ready for more of a workload and I think now's the time that you really start using him to help you out here yeah we'll have to see I um they definitely need more out of the running game this week than they had last week I think they only had like 17 yards on 12 care I, I don't know what it was it was it was awful it was it was just a really bad running game which is kind the of Marshawn Lynch touchdown was very much a Marshawn Lynch touchdown oh, for, though. For sure. But, um, <laughs> the, uh, um, I don't know. I, I had seen some of the, uh, 
Travis Homer the week before against uh, San Francisco. He looked pretty decent. I, I like his uh, his ability in the passing game. Uh, probably a better, a more balanced workload between the two um, would would be helpful. I don't know. You he know, makes Marshawn an intriguing Lynch, DFS. I don't know. Play. I don't know what to expect out of Lynch. You know, he, he comes off the off the street. Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, and um, I, I don't know if it's if it's uh, prudent to expect him to to carry a team at this point. But um, they, <laughs> I, I don't know. Seattle is scrappy, and they just seem to be able to find ways to to win so uh, Wilson is magic um, I I do think if you give Lynch 10 to 12 carries and let him hammer the defense a little bit just to just to slow that pass rush up a little bit um, the it gives them a much better chance and um, you mentioned Homer I actually really like him as kind of a sneaky DFS play. Uh, because the Packers give up a ton of points to the running back position, specifically the receiving backs, between really like between the 15s, and not even between the 20s, but between the 15s. So uh, he could he could hit pretty good. Cool. Well, I, I'm sure we're in for a fun weekend um, of football. Hopefully, we get as many good games as this past weekend. I'm not, you know, it, it'll be hard to top. We had a, we had yeah. <laughs> a couple of, couple of overtime games, and and all of them were one score games. So, um, it's and potentially the end of uh, two. I, I mean, I'm not going to say two dynasties, but uh, you watch two Hall of Fame quarterbacks potentially play their last game with those with their teams. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, what do we got here? I'm trying to look. Uh, got some coaching news. Got some coaching news. Coaching news. Yeah, you got um, Matt Rule going to Carolina. You got uh, J- Judge John John Judge. Is it Joe, J- Joe, Joe Judge. Judge? Never even heard of the guy before, but. Uh, well, his Belichick disciple. It seems uh, like he seemed like he may have uh, sniped Josh McDaniels out of a head coaching opportunity. I don't know, um, or saved the the Giants from uh, the Colts fiasco from yeah. two years ago too. Yeah, I, I just, if it was me, I wouldn't be trusting Josh McDaniels for nothing. Yeah, I don't know. He'll he'll fit in well in Cleveland. <laughs> but. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Mike McCarthy going to Dallas, which is kind of kind of intriguing. Um, I don't. I, you know what? As good as some of the Packers teams were, um, this is probably the most talented team that McCarthy will have. And uh, you know, a young group of guys that need a, a strong leader, not a good friend. So it could be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So cool, but I I do have I mean if I was like a in, in a dynasty format if uh, I had Zeke Elliott on my team I'd be a little concerned because McCarthy doesn't seem to like to use his star running backs so I would be a little a little concerned about that. I don't think he has a lot of choice because he's got ninety million reasons to to use him and and I don't know if they're going to be able to afford to pay Dak and Amari as well so. Yeah, I would I would expect a a, a golf like deal for for Dak and uh, probably see Amari get franchise tagged. And then they have no money for anybody else. Well, but <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna not my problem sit here and act like <laughs> I cheer for the Cowboys. So uh, it it's always an entertaining show for uh, Jerry Jones. Um, and I, I forget, have we seen that team on hard knocks yet? No, I haven't. That doesn't mean they haven't been on there, but I, I, just I can't means I haven't. remember if they've been on there or not, but, uh, 
that might be an interesting uh, team to follow next year. Uh, the way the Bears are going, they might be on there, so I'm not saying nothing. <clears throat> <laughs> well, well, you know what? I, I it's been fun uh, getting back to chat with you. The football has been good. Um, hopefully, you and I can uh, knock out a few uh, winning lineups this week and and the last decent slate. I mean, it's not like we won't play the championship weekend or the uh yeah, absolutely the super bowl but this is the last really decent slate so um hopefully we can come up with some some success uh look man you know me i'm not greedy i i uh i made like 150 percent profit last week so I, i'm good like i don't i don't play a ton so it's not like i you know i'm paying off my car or anything like I might be able to buy a, a pizza. I hear you, but I sure as hell would like to pay <laughs> off my car. So, <laughs> oh well, you you know what I drive, so <laughs> you Man. you know I'm there too. But uh, I'll I'll take the small victories. Cool. Well, buddy, uh, why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with you? Uh, you know the drill. Find me in those usual spots at JD West twenty two on Twitter and Instagram. Good luck to everybody this weekend. And find uh, me on Twitter at Justin M. West, Instagram, JMW1977. Uh, hit us up. Uh, the show can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Another Bad Call. Email us, Another Bad Call, at gmail.com. Good luck, everybody. Enjoy these last few weeks of football because it's a long, long wait between now in the start of next season uh, for JD I'm Justin keep on listening so we can help you avoid making another bad call <laughs>